From the PSIA AASI studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. And what an amazing guest we have for you today. Jeff Beliba is joining us from Burton. Jeff, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Hey, George, you got it. I'm excited. Looking forward to this. Jeff, we're really going to be focusing on the Breaking Down Barriers Award that Burton awarded to Ozzy. Uh, and also talking a lot about what those barriers have been that uh, you've helped us overcome. Let's start out, though. Who are you? What's your role at Burton? So, you know, I'm a husband and a father of three kids. Uh, I'm also a three-sport coach uh, over the past 20 years. I spent a lot of time coaching uh, baseball, softball, um, high school volleyball, and snowboarding. Um, AASI for me, I've been involved with for about 20 years. And, uh, you know, when I first started at Burton, we were partnered, we helped AASI when they first launched and have been a partner ever since. So, so that's been fun. You know, I, I first skied in 1984. Uh, my family did not, but I met a friend in junior high who took me, had a blast. And, uh, you know, I grew up in California skateboarding and in 1985, I had a friend in high school that I met my freshman year. He had a snurfer. He's like, hey, man, we got to we gotta go up off the side of Highway 80 and, and play around. This thing's amazing. And so I did that. And uh, first time I actually went to a resort was at Boreal, and that was in 85. And, boy, you know, I didn't know that that first time I strapped in, little did I know it was going to change my life. That is amazing. I started teaching in 1986, and <laughs> snowboards are brand new. It was like, what are these things? Are we even going to allow them at our areas? Well, it's <laughs> Talk so about funny barriers. You say that. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because at the time, in order to purchase a lift ticket, you had to go up with a ski instructor and show the instructor that you knew how to you know, you could take the lift on the board, you could load and unload the lift, you could turn and be in control, and then they would give you a certification which allowed you to buy a lift ticket and snowboard at that resort. I wish I still had that from Boreal, but I don't. <laughs> wow. Now, do you have to uh, hear about the process, that how you grew in snowboarding and how you ended up at Burton? Oh, wow. That, that um well, let me get started here. Um, there's a couple key moments for me, uh, you know, besides first learning in, in 1985. Uh, it was, I would say the first one was in 1989. After I graduated high school, um, I moved to Utah. And I had gone to Utah one time when I worked for Niles Ski and Snowboard Shop. And we took a, a, a bus trip up to Utah and just really had a great time. So I said, you know what? I think I'm going to go to the University of Utah and um, try to snowboard in, in Utah, you know, that winter. And so moved there, ended up early winter, hitchhiking up the big Cottonwood Canyon. Uh, a local from Brighton picked me up and showed me around and, <laughs> you know, out was – did the plan go for going to the University of Utah? And I ended up working at Brighton at night, setting up rental equipment for the kids programs, which would come in the next day. And I would snowboard all day. And that really crystallized my love 
four resorts, four snowboarding. And, and I knew I wanted to spend more time in that environment and business. And then there's, there's another moment in, in 95, 96, when I was an intern at Purgatory Resort. Uh, and before that, I was at Stanford University and I had a boss who asked me, hey, Jeff, you know, what do you want to do with your career? And at the time, I didn't know. I, uh, you know, I was working for Stanford University and um, loved to snowboard. And, and that was about it. You know, I, I was going to school uh, and he, he said, hey, you know, you should really think about maybe doing an internship up at a resort. You know, I have a friend who who is in the marketing department at a resort in Colorado. And so long story short, I listened to him, transferred from San Jose State to Fort Lewis College, did an internship with the marketing department at Purgatory. And, you know, part of my marketing responsibility at the time was to check the facts every day. And that's how we got the new information. And I'll never forget it. Facts came across. This is in 96. And it said, Park City and Alpine Meadows are opening to snowboarding for the first time. And I was graduating that spring. And so I said, you know what? After I graduate, I'm going to pick it up drive out to Park City, see if I can work for them. And if that doesn't work out, I'll drive to Alpine Meadows. And if that doesn't work out, I'll just go home. And so those were some key moments. And, you know, I ended up working at Park City and, and building their snowboarding program from 96 to 2000. And that really was my entrance point um, to the industry. So where did you first learn of Ozzy? purgatory um i uh i would do an internship and i would also help a little bit with snowboard lessons and uh, at the time i was playing club volleyball as well as interning at the resort so i had looked into trying to get my level one at that moment but i just didn't have enough time to pull it off uh, but i began to make the connection and learn more about it and uh and that was when I was first made aware, and that's when, now, uh, you know, I really gained an appreciation of of what they did for resorts and for the sport. So let's kind of get into the barriers at the time that we're facing teaching, because again, yeah, I started in '86. There was no snowboard instruction. Uh, it just started to build as uh, my career continued, but I mean, there were all these myths that existed. Uh, you can't teach anybody snowboarding under the age of eight. I remember hearing that. And then it was the age of six. Uh, how did you fight to overcome all that? How did you work on educating the public? And uh, I'm glad that you had developed that relationship with AASI. Yeah, well, there, there's, uh, you know, you, you mentioned it earlier, but at that moment in time, snowboarding was was this massive, well, not massive, it was this very powerful connection builder because at the time when you would see another snowboarder on the mountain, there were so few, you were instant friends. It was like, oh my goodness, you have this 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 instant connection. And so that was, that was pretty amazing. And, you know, at the time, because of those, that certification process, not everyone, could get on the mountain and not every mountain allowed snowboarding so uh you know those early days were so potent and powerful but you know it when i look back now 
the equipment at the time wasn't great. And, you know, it was, it was stiff. Most of it was too long. And especially for kids, right? Like when I first started at Park City Resort in 96, um, you know, I was looking into our target markets and Southern California was a big market for Park City. And we would get, I would get these kids coming in from SoCal who already surfed and skated and they wanted to snowboard. They wanted to stand sideways. And so at the time, we didn't have any uh, rental or learning gear that was small enough uh, for the kids to snowboard. So what I did was I went to the local Play It Again Sports, bought some really small ski boots, shaved off the front little nub in the back, and would use them to put it inside snowboard bindings and on the boards so we could offer up this kid's experience. And, uh, you know, that was a way for us to feel, feel, feel the need. However, that also enabled me to start working with Burton because I would call them and say, hey, we have this great opportunity here to create smaller products that are learning specific, that are softer so the kids can torsionally flex them and and i want to show you what i'm doing here we're involving trampolines and things like that that was probably the breakthrough moment because that next year we launched the first ever burton chopper center and i'll never forget it sean white came out with his sister they were super young at the time and uh helped us kick off this program which you know, the industry had never seen. And, and, uh, I think it gave Burton the confidence to really start focusing more on young kids, snowboard gear. When do you feel that snowboarding, I hate to say mainstream, but I kind of think, well, people my age started to pick it up and maybe it lost some of its renegade feel. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I don't know. That's a, that's a great question for me. Uh, I've been so close to it and and so passionate about it that it's never really faded on my part. But I do know, you know, there were people in the industry when it became an Olympic sport that they thought, oh, we're selling out, you know, this, that, and the other. Um, But, you know, one of the things I always lean to is, you know, Jake would always say, hey, you know, it's kind of like your stance. Everyone has their own stance. So we're going to support our riders who don't want to go to the Olympics, but we're also going to support the riders who do want to go to the Olympics. So, um, yeah, for me, that, that luster's always been there. And, uh, you know, it's when it's easy to get caught up in your local market and think that snowboarding, you know, is, is really mature and things like that. But when you have the lens that we have of a global company and you see these, regions around the world where there's countries that are just getting into snowboarding. Like we, we, we help Afghanistan and some other places like that where, where you would never even think snowboarders exist. And, and there's places where it's just getting going. That has got to be incredibly exciting for you. It, it really is. It, it, it's exciting. And, you know, in China right now, you're, you're really seeing that. You're seeing the largest newbie market in the world and an initiative from, 
the president of China to create 300 million new winter sports enthusiasts before Beijing. And uh, wow, and just that scale is so massive and that opportunity is there. So it's, it's really exciting when you, when you go from the runway and you start to go up to the 30, 40, 50,000 foot level. Can you tell us a little bit about the Breaking Down Barriers Award and how that came about? Sure. Uh, You know, when the NSAA first approached me about uh, kicking off the winter show um, and doing the industry spotlight presentation, I, you know, I said, oh, yeah, that'd be great. You know, just give me some give me some time to brainstorm uh, because I knew it was going to be a all virtual conference and it's a really important conference to the national skiers association. So I wanted to make sure that I was going to bring value to the membership. And so after about brainstorming for about a week, I came up with the idea of giving out three awards to key players in the industry who echo the evolution and spirit of Jake and Burton. And so I then, you know, I proposed that to Kelly, who's the president of the National Skiers Association, and Earl, who's the director of education, which Earl has a background with AASI. And I told him, hey, I, you know, I would love to be able to make this presentation more interactive and inspiring and acknowledge some key players in the industry who are doing great work and who I believe the membership could be inspired by and, and really learn from. And so they said, Jeff, I think that's a great idea. And so, uh, you, you know, that, that was, that was the inspiration. And also, you know, Jake wanting to carry on his legacy. He was so passionate, passion for progression, you know, wanting to break down barriers, wanting to enable more people to snowboard. Um, that was that was the uh, you know the intent. Now, do you plan to continue working with AASI in the future to uh, continue to break down barriers? Absolutely, and you know we have done so much with the AASI. Uh, you know the cool part about our partnership is, you know you name it, we have worked together. And like I mentioned earlier, when we were talking about kids snowboarding, you know, that's something where many years ago it was, oh, kids, you know, unless they're eight years old or this, they can't snowboard. And and so we started working with ASI to break down those barriers. And, you know, really at the time it was a product function. We knew, you know what, we need to make, equipment that's lighter, smaller, softer. And uh, as we started doing that, we started seeing the results. And, and you know, it, it, you know, my coaching background, I'm a firm believer, believer. You can have the best products, but if you don't have good instruction, good coaching, education, then it, it's not going to have the impact you need. And, and, you know, I can tell you that from experience coaching baseball teams, you know, we could show up and we could have some raggedy gear um, and play a team that has the best gear and fields and everything. But 
you know, if you out coach them and the kids really believe in your philosophy and will play for you, you're going to, you're going to be winning. You know, we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording, but I was at a Riglet park at Interski and watching this tiny child riding a board through the park and having so much fun. She was laughing. She just looked so happy. And parents were there. They said, oh, she's 18 months old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it is wild. And, um, you know, for me, being at Burton, it's been 21 years now. I, I feel so fortunate to have been able to build, develop, and lead the global resorts team. And I'll never forget, it was... It was in 2001 when I was pulling my child. I had one child at the time. I have three now um, on a sled. And I was around our court in the winter. And I was thinking, wait a minute. Instead of pulling him while he's sitting down, what if I were to, you know, drill a hole in the front of the board and rig up two long leashes so I could just pull him? He will be able to work on balance and and his standing sideways stance and and that was the original inspiration for the riglet reel i I began to do that and 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 at the time i was traveling a bunch so i wasn't getting to spend as much time teaching you know introducing him to snowboarding and so that began the and i would watch him i'm walking the dog Dog's pulling, I'm pulling, you know, Jeffrey and his board, and I'd watch him make these little movements, start to sound sideways, and so from there, I took it up to the resort, and I could use the magic carpet until lessons started, and then uh, I would would have to uh, not use the magic carpet after, so I began to use the leash to pull my son back up so we could get a lot of repetition, and so from there took that to Doyle, who was our mad scientist at the time. And I said, Hey, Doyle, I could really use some help coming up with a device that mounts onto the front of a snowboard retracts and, and, and enables this, uh, pulling and this lots of, uh, you know, repetition and, and you watch it from there to in 2010, when we, we, uh, put together the first Riglet park, uh, and that was at Whistler as a part of the Olympics at the time, like you've mentioned, uh, Whistler wasn't teaching kids under, under, I believe it was seven at the time. And I let him, I said, Hey, why don't you let me bring this new concept we have and take some kids from the ski school and I'll get some coaches and, and let us show you how we can introduce younger kids via this Riglet Park concept and this small children's learn to ride gear. And that was, that was a watershed moment. Can you share with us some short-term goals and maybe even a long-term goal or two of what you've got planned coming up in the future? Um, you know, as far as our brand goes at Burton, you know, we want to continue being a purpose led brand that is rooted in snowboarding and in the mountains you know, we want to continue to bring in the spirit of riding to life 365. We want to have as much fun as possible. You know, our, our, our Jedi initiative 
justice, equity, diversity, inclusion, uh, sustainability, chill. Those are all, you know, focal points. And you will continue to see kids be a focus because, you know, certain regions around the world, especially in Europe, kids don't have access to the sport, a proper lesson. There isn't parity to ski. Uh, So you have these pockets where, you know, you can sign your kids up for a ski lesson, but you can't sign them up for a snowboard lesson until they're a certain age. And so that, you know, we're going to continue to work on that one. Like we've always done, we want to make snowboarding and learning how to snowboard faster, easier, more convenient. One of the ways currently that I'm working on to do that is with our step on product. And uh, we've been prototyping in the Americas and in Asia, um, bringing step on to the rental and learning environment. And that is really exciting. And I think in the future, you're going to see that um, really help us come up with a new way to introduce people to our sport and, and share, you know, snowboarding, which we love so much. Anything you'd like to say in conclusion to our membership? Um, you know, I think what I'm really excited about is, is our work currently with AASI on adaptive snowboarding. You know, like I mentioned before, we, we have been partners for so long. Uh, you know, Nick, who's the president, has been fantastic when we sit down and talk about our future plans and we identify, hey, here's what we can work on together to really move the needle and break down more barriers. And that was the one we identified last year was, hey, there's an opportunity for us to put a little more horsepower towards adaptive snowboarding. And so what you've seen now is as Nick has engaged Dave as well as uh, Christina Bruno, who we're collaborating with to make an adaptive snowboarding manual, an e-learning course. So for me, this passion to continue breaking down barriers, bring innovation to the sport, that stokes my fire and so proud to call the AASI uh, both a partner and a part of my life. Jeff Baliba, it's been amazing uh, chatting with you. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to join us on First Chair. Heck yeah, George. Thanks so much for your time, and I look forward to doing great things in the future. From the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.